Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Final Word Daily. Looking at the test match between England and India women at Bristol, I'm Jeff Lemon. The other guy's Adam Collins, and he is going to describe today the full day, the full 92 overs, in 30 seconds or less. And just as you intro me, Jeff, the sun's piercing through my eyes, so I'm going to do what I've never done before and put my sunglasses on for this, because otherwise this will be impossible. Right, 30 seconds. Uh, England won the toss on a track that looked like you should bat on a day where you have to bat. Beautiful here at Bristol. Uh, They made their way to 86 for one by the luncheon interval, 162 for two. They were in cruise control, 230 for two at one stage, but then uh, the spin twins of Deepthi Sharma and Snare Rana, uh, they took three wickets in quick succession. The collapse of four for 21 changed the complexion of the day. Uh, Heather Knight out for 95. Just five runs short of a century. Tammy Beaumont, 66 earlier on. 269 for six at the close with Brunt and Dunkley getting them to the finish line without further loss. All told, probably on as even. Very good. It looked like it was going to be a very painful day for India for a while. They had, you know, Julian Goswami had to bowl a dozen overs in the first session not a whole lot was happening with the ball a catch went down early and yeah, Lauren Winfield came out and smacked a couple of sixes early on and you don't necessarily see those kind of starts in women's test cricket, often the players are a bit more nervous but I liked the fact that uh, she decided I'm, I'm going to take this game on yeah, and look, Lauren Winfield-Hill's been out of the side for a little while now, kind of in and out of the side, I should say, and mm. she needed runs to get herself in. Made a ton in the Rachel Hayhoe Flint Trophy a couple of weekends ago, made a century, I think it was the England A against England, so kind of the old-fashioned probables versus possibles game, uh, mm. and then that was enough to get her into the 11, and Gigi batted well, didn't she? Gave a chance to the cordon early, put down by Mandana at first slip, but two big sixes, both off pace to really assert herself. When she got out, um, caught in the cordon, I saw should I say caught behind uh, Tanya Bhatia on test debut uh, taking a lovely catch in front of first slip it was well and truly against the grain of play uh, her and Beaumont were laying not just the foundation but going at four and over I think she fell when the score was 79 or something like that in the 20th over so um, look from there Heather Knight did as she does so well building chanceless working the field such a good cricket brain uh, she did that with uh, with uh, Tammy Beaumont who I thought Tammy was on today Jeff I thought she was going to become the second English woman uh, to make 100 in all three three formats until Rana her, her first 
test wicket <laughs> on debut. Uh, she got uh, Beaumont to dance. Uh, it was an inside edge onto the pad and a brilliant mm-hmm. diving take by another player on debut, Shafali Verma, who uh, put in the big dive at short leg. I thought she was a fraction deep on commentary. I said as much. And two balls later, she mm-hmm. just got there in the fingertips. Brilliant catch. And uh, that did bring Nat Siver out to join Knight. And they put on 70-odd as well. They were going on really well. Might have put on 90, in fact. But once Knight and Siver both fell in quick succession, uh, India found a way to work themselves back into the game and did a nice job yep. of it. Now, I saw a lot of um, commentary about the brilliant catch. I'm going to put an alternative view and say that it was horrific positioning from a short leg. <laughs> at, at, at the point that that ball hits the bat, Shafali Verma is standing almost completely upright. She's come up with the ball. She's standing upright, and her hands were up underneath her chin, and then she had to dive forward from there. It, it was an excellent effort that she managed to get forward and get her fingertips under the ball, but she had obviously never had to field at short leg before and hadn't been shown how to do it, uh, and they had her out of that position not long afterwards. I, I think that might have been picked up on because first Mariti Mandana went back in there later in the day. Poonamrat was in there, um, but it was an absolute miracle that Shafali Verma managed to take a catch at short leg. Um, I've never seen anybody in that position standing upright like that with their hands so high. Well, that's the thing. They started with Poonam Rout in there to the seamers. Then she came out and Verma replaced her. And as Mm. soon as you took the catch, Smriti Mandana said, I'll jump in there. And she got hit Mm -hmm. five times by my count, four times in the leg and once in the stomach through the course of the afternoon, all with a smile on her face, of course. She loves her cricket, Smriti Mandana. So, um, yeah, that was um, something we were watching through the day. I suppose, Jeff, that speaks a little bit to not playing much red ball cricket. Yeah. It means that you're not used to fielding in close like that. You would seldom see a short leg in a a one-day international. In the case of Shafali Verma, we tried to work it out uh, before the game. She's never played a competitive game of long-form cricket before. Well, mm-hmm. by competitive, I mean at the domestic level because she started her career the year that the BCCI stopped having two- and three-day cricket. So, mm-hmm. uh, yes, it, me- it means that she's still finding her way. Uh, but, yeah, I suppose at least she came up with the catch and, uh, and that gave them something from the second session. But, yeah, after tea, I mean, leg before wicket. I, yep. I reckon, uh, you know, in the end, uh, I think there were three leg before decisions that went India's way. England challenged all of them and mm-hmm. they lost all of them. They kept the review with Heather Nikes. <laughs> it was just clipping uh, the stumps rather than hitting flush on. But, uh, but nonetheless, uh, it, was a, it was an unexpected turn of events with the game going the other way at 2.30 for two. You gotta know when to hold them. Know <laughs> when to fold them. Yeah, they just wanted to take on everything um, and, and, it, and it didn't work in the review sense. It, it did work in the batting sense. So the point where, like, after Tammy Beaumont had got out, Natalie Siver came out and, and she was proactive. Mm. She was aggressive. She went after... She was good. She didn't recklessly go after the bowling, but she was looking to score rather than looking to block, which was so nice to see after the, the way she played in her previous test match in 2019 when, when she couldn't get the foot down playing a Australia uh, at Taunton but she did get the foot down this time she was looking to play through the the onside a lot going back and and playing across the line and I did think watching it I thought this is this is how she's scoring but this is also where she could get out because if if one ball sneaks through that gap and hits her on the pad she's in trouble and that's exactly what happened she played the sweep shot to a really full one and, and got hit on the toe so I'm not sure how you review a leg before decision when you've literally been hit <laughs> on the front of your boot uh, you, you kind of at that point <laughs> you know when to fold them 
Yeah, it was almost like that, the L'Oreal, she's worth it style review, mm. the one we used to talk about with Stuart Broad all those years ago when Stuart Broad um, used to appeal all the time and, yeah. and always send them upstairs. Similar energy around that. At 2.30 for two, I mean, if for whatever reason that's given not out, um, you know, they're going to drive India mm. into the turf and it's going to be a real day in the dirt. They'd be 3.30, um, not 2.69 at the close of play. So I think that might be why they went for it. They were so far yeah. ahead of the game at that particular juncture. Um, less clear why Amy Jones went upstairs and really, I suppose, the, the one that was just clipping was Heather Knights, but she was deep mm. in the crease. Um, she just misread a delivery from around the wicket. But Sophia Dunkley on Tess Taboo, she's not exactly going to go up to her captain on 95 and say, oh, sorry, Skip, that's hitting a better walk off. <laughs> um, so she took the third one. But they do retain that. I, I should stress yeah. that point. But, sure. but nonetheless, it was an exciting passage of play. Uh, when you factor in the fourth wicket that fell, uh, it was mm. four for 21 in the space of 50 deliveries um, from 2.30 for two. So, yeah, that was where the game took an interesting twist. But yep. I don't feel as though India made the most of it. I don't know what your impression was, Jeff, watching it, but from my vantage point, they had a chance to really turn the screws and get energetic and mm. get up in the face and get the chat going and take the second new ball. They took nine overs, the 89th overs when they took the second new ball, mm. and it's as though they were creeping towards the finish line. They only got 92 overs in, eight short of the target, being 100 in a women's test match, and I don't know why they didn't continue with that energy, because that's what got them back into the game yeah. just when it did start to drift when uh, when Knight and Civil were batting so well. Well, that, that patch of spin where Deepthi Sharma and, and Rana are bowling together and it's really starting to work. They're switching over and around the wicket a bit. The, the yep. best bit of bowling I thought I saw from the day was that you, you had uh, Snay Rana bowling around the wicket quite a bit for you know half a dozen overs or so, uh, mostly to Heather Knight to, to try to cramp her for room, I, I assume. As soon as Amy Jones came on strike to Rana, she went back over the wicket, turned one in, hit the pad straight in front, um, and mm. and it was a little bit faster. So Jones had been watching her from the non-strikers end, watching her loop them up, and then she got one that skipped on. He sort of skidded on a bit and got some turn, and suddenly, um, bang, hit in front, and, and, and there was a wicket. That was the the most street smart piece of bowling that I noticed for the day um, but, but yeah what isn't street smart is saying you've got a team on the rack to an extent they've lost a few in a hurry they're six down they've got the first of their bowlers you know sort of euphemistically called an all-rounder for being able to hit a few boundaries in t20 cricket at the crease and you dawdle instead of getting as many overs in as possible surely you want to send yeah. down as many deliveries in the day as possible and it is absolutely astonishing to me that so women's cricket gets through an overrate faster than men's cricket because largely because the run-ups are shorter and there's usually less dicking around so to speak in between deliveries there was a, there were acres of dicking around today it was there was a conference between almost every delivery there were endless chats and discussions and normally you wouldn't need to take any extra time but to take the extra half hour and still fall eight overs short is absolutely insane in this form of the game yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And Madali Raj has to carry a responsibility for that. Endless respect for Madali Raj and what she's achieved in the game. I hope she walks out there tomorrow and makes 100. I couldn't regard her more highly. But um, she was the catalyst for a lot of this. She mm -hmm. was tweaking the field every ball, as is her prerogative. But there was no running between overs. There was a consultation, as you say, seemingly after every third or fourth delivery. Um, yeah, I get tactically she was doing her best, but it didn't have that purpose about it. Uh, mm -hmm. And it meant that at the end, a, a trail... They only got 27 overs in in the first session. Now, remembering with a 100-over day for women's test cricket, you should be getting in 33 or 34. Jeff, in all of the women's test cricket that I've seen and you've seen, that would tally 
four or five of them now. I've never seen them not get the overs in with the mm. extra half an hour. But today they missed out by a mile. Um, and I think that's part of the conversation that yep. that helped England just have a bit of breathing space. The insurance policy of Georgia Elwes came and went. Amy Jones in great nick came and went. They lose Knight, who batted so well unexpectedly. They lose Siva after that big partnership. That is the time to strike. Mm-hmm. Catherine Brunt's walking in to join a debutante who is yet to face more than maybe half a dozen deliveries at that particular juncture. That's when you've got to put the foot down. And, and the body language and the energy needs to be all yep. about trying to push through and continue the collapse and all told uh, it felt anything like that in the last half an hour it yep. drifted to the finish line and it didn't need to be that way and and the other part being that the field was still set back uh, during that last period oh, yeah. of play there were boundary Three riders the whole time there, w- there wasn't pressure on those batters um and and also the the very quick bowling changes there were a lot of times yeah. where bowlers would come on for a couple of overs and then be switched around more like it would be in t20 cricket the bewildering part of julian goswami coming on after the 80th over bowling one over with the old ball one over with the new ball and then being dragged uh, <laughs> none of it made any sense whatsoever and, and it just felt like at the end of the day maybe Mathali was just tired by the end of the day and um, well, needed to go and put an, <laughs> an ice compress on her head or something but it, well, it was it was frustrating <laughs> I think they're all tired, right? They're 38 yeah. years of age in the case of the two veterans, Batali and, uh, and Jalan Goswami. But yeah, Goswami comes back on. And after her first over, we could hear through the earpiece Sue Redfin saying, you know you can take the second new ball, right? And look, I'm not saying that Batali Rose didn't know that, but that was exactly when they called for the second new ball. I mean, mm. you know, I suppose you'd call it, is it correlation or causation? Who's to know? I, th- but I then, think they uh, were just embarrassed into it by the fact that Sue Redfern <laughs> had said it. I, I genuinely, th- I, I think that Julian Goswami wanted an over with the old ball in order to, because she felt would have felt pretty stiff yeah. and sore, in order to make sure she wasn't going to waste it by just spraying them down the leg side. In the end, she did that anyway with the new ball um, and did spray them down the leg side. But I was still pretty surprised to see her get dragged. Thanks, champ, out of the attack. Let's get Shikapando back in, who, by the way, had only bowled 10 overs for the day at that point. It was all getting a little bit weird. I did like them keeping the spinners on. I liked Matali keeping the spinners on once they hit the 80th over instead of just going to the new ball immediately because the spinners had mm. been the ones taking the wickets. Um, and it worked. They picked up another wicket after the 80th over. They got Georgia Elwes uh, after the 80th over with you know with uh, a, a little catch uh, and and excellent catch from Deep Dishama, I've got to say yes. as well, at first slip. Low, hard, quick, and we saw a couple of pretty simple catches go down today, um, and, and also one at short leg that Shafali Verma didn't get to that she might have been able to if she'd been awake to it, but um, that catch was brilliant, and that really helped press home the advantage. But but I guess, you know, this score's probably enough for England. If they get anywhere near 300, that's probably enough, and maybe it's in their interest to get bowled out uh, whilst swinging for some runs tomorrow rather than to keep batting for another couple of sessions. Completely agree. Uh, I think that needs to be the attitude when they walk out there tomorrow. Uh, Sophia Dunkley can hit the long ball. She's in great nick. Uh, and Catherine Brunt, look, if that's not what she's going to do in the morning, uh, then, well, get Sophie Eccleston to come in and do it for her. She will, is my point here. She will come out tomorrow with that kind of purpose mm-hmm. because, it, unfortunately, they're, they're, this game will be affected by rain. Hard to imagine it won't be. So the sooner that England, with a, with a score on the board, can start contributing to the 20 wickets they need to win the Test match, the better. That's my thoughts anyway. Right. So we've got to pick a player of the day and what goes into the Hall of Fame. We need to think about cricket bats for 10 seconds before that. (laughs) Back in a sec. 
Woodstock Cricket, home of the finest handmade cricket bats and soft goods. Visit either our showroom or workshop and experience the magic for yourselves. For bookings, contact info at woodstockcricket.co.uk. It's the final word daily on the test between England women and India women at Bristol. Uh, player of the day, your suggestions, Adam. I'm guessing that Rana's going to get a gong from you. I just love the Rana story. Uh, look, it would have been easy to play Purnam Yadav or Ekta Bitch for moving it away from the, the right-hander. That's the mm-hmm. logical thing to do. Um, Ekta's had a, a fantastic domestic season, bowled well in Test cricket in England before, albeit many moons ago. It's been 2,400 days since their last Test match uh, mm. in India, hard to imagine. But nevertheless, and Purnam Yadav is on one of the, the high-level A contracts, but they overlooked both of them in favour of a second off-spinner uh, to bowl alongside Deepthi Sharma. It took us by surprise, but yeah, great story. Led all comers uh, in the domestic cricket in India last season, hasn't played for India for five full years uh, and she's dedicated her comeback to her late father who passed away a couple of months ago and I think she bowled exceptionally well today with flight especially uh, Mm -hmm. and also she gave the occasional ball a rip. I I think she out-bowled Deepthi Sharma and she certainly showed why she's in the team with her three wickets. Yeah, shape and flight um, and and one thing I didn't mention earlier with the Beaumont wicket is, is that you know, she'd almost had her caught at short leg the previous over, and it was mm. both of those times were down to Tammy Beaumont not reading the length of the ball. Both times she came down the wicket, and both times she was done in the air. If you're a spinner and you're doing players in the air, you're doing something right because the ball dipped on her more sharply than she expected, and so it reached her at a, a sort of height where it made it difficult to keep down, and she inside edged into pad on both occasions. So, you know, really good pieces of bowling there. Mm. I, I would nominate Tanya Bhatia actually, because she did the job okay. she, had, she had to do for the quicks. She took the catch she needed to take. But she was excellent up to the spinners. There was a lot of... There were some ragged deliveries. There were some balls that were going between the batter's legs and being squeezed out or skipping down leg side. And she was all over it. I don't think I saw her make a single mistake all day. Uh, and I just thought her concentration and her cleanness with the gloves uh, in you know on test debut, as you say, not... Not, not normally something you have to do uh, is do it for 90 plus overs you do it for 50 and then you're done for the day um, so I thought she should get a mention yeah, quite reasonable, of course. Heather Knight making 95 and Tammy Beaumont 66, both you know, passing 50 and desperate for test tons. They both spoke about it in the lead-up. Knight has one back in 2013, of course, but nonetheless, uh, they both made the most important contributions with the bat. But, yeah, f- I, in a way, I, I'm happy with our selections there for Player of the Day. What about Hall of Fame? In fact, I'll go first. Okay. Um, I'm going to pop Sue Redfin in the Hall of Fame, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Look, it's reasonable to say that you and I haven't been her biggest fan historically. Uh, we may have said things on the final word about decision-making processes in the past. She had a blinder today, officiating in a test match for the first time. She got everything right, including mm-hmm. trying to hurry up Mathali Raj a number of times. Uh, and I like that bit at the end, how she told her the second new ball mm-hmm. was due. But um, three LBs, bang on the money. Uh, and even the one that she gave not out towards the close of play uh, when Shikapandi got one to hoot back at Sophia mm-hmm. Dunkley and trapped her with what looked like a good shout. But identified the inside edge. That's fantastic umpiring from Sue Redfin. Let's hope she can keep it up for the next three days uh, because uh, you know we want to see women, as Ebony said on our coverage, we want to see women in every part of the game reaching the top level and I think I'm right in saying this is the first time a woman has stood in a test match as an umpire. So that's another important landmark today and an important box ticked and it's right that it's Sue Redfin who's had such a, a long and important career behind the stumps.
and I really liked her chat with the players. You know, she, she's yeah. uh, she's more chatty than, than than other umpires might be when she's telling them what's going on, um, giving them guard, all the rest of it. Just a little, just a little fraction more, a little more. Yeah, just a tiny <laughs> fraction there. That's off stuff. You know, I liked it. Um, it. It made me it made me feel at home. Thanks, Sue. Um, I would I I have to go back and nominate Shafali Verma's starting point for short league. It was <laughs> go go back and have another look at it with that in mind. It is incredible theatre. I know she's. 17. I know she hasn't had to do the job before. Uh, and she also pulled off a blinding save at a point late in the day where she Sophia, did, yes. <laughs> Sophia Dunkley cracked a cut shot and Shafali went flying across and made sure there was no run from it. So, you know, she, she does have the goods to do some stuff in the field. But yeah, I'll, I'll, um, I'll always have that moment. I think that's it for today. We're done, aren't we? I think we are, Jeff. Looking forward to doing it all again tomorrow. It's the Final Word Daily. Jeff Lemon and Adam Collins will be back for day two and then on into the World Test Championship. Thanks for watching.